Hello fabulous friends, fans, and superstars. Welcome to your horoscope for the week of March 26, 2023. I am your astrologer, Nadia Shaw. Thank you for being here. It is a remarkable astrological week without a doubt. Big moves happening in the sky now. We've got important once a year celestial events set to take place. The first of which on Tuesday is Mercury meeting Jupiter in the sky. This will essentially set the stage, begin the process for us to make the most of the luckiest day of the year, as some astrologers call it, when the sun meets Jupiter in two weeks' time. And we've also got the most shocking day <laughs> where it comes to love of the year as well this week on Thursday, but it's happening sort of simultaneously with an energy that is stabilizing. Just before Venus meets Uranus to bring us surprise and awe and catharsis, where it comes to art and beauty and how we define it and redefine it, but also love and how we celebrate our own unique beauty and our own unique forms of self-love and self-expression. Well, we have the same day Mars speaking in supreme harmony with Saturn. And that brings with it a measure of stability. It brings with it measured actions with an eye towards the big picture and the long-term result that we really want. So there's so much to talk about here that I think is quite profound. I'm going to start with Mercury meeting Jupiter in the sky. Now, when I see that, the first thing I think is, okay, great ideas, good news, lucky conversations. That's my immediate impression. And that is because Jupiter is known as the great benefit. It speaks to optimism and hope and possibility. And very often our own belief and eye towards those things we consider positive is able to magnify them. We're able to recognize opportunities available to us where maybe before we didn't. Now, also interesting though, is that Jupiter is an energy that I think you actually need to be proactive with in order to make the most of. So there are some energies that there's not a whole lot you need to do, right? Like with Venus, for example, which we'll talk about in just a little bit. Um, Venus sort of allows, right? She attracts, mythologically speaking. You see lots of conceptualizations of her just sort of laying back or standing around and just kind of being in the joy of her own presence, uh, her own power as she understood it and was learning about it. You don't see Venus really chasing. <laughs> we start to see that much later, uh, but that's not rooted in the stories we know of her uh, in mythological tellings in the ancient world, including ancient Greece as well. And so with the energies we have with Jupiter, right? Jupiter is Zeus, uh, the king of the gods to the ancient Greeks. Quite proactive, really intelligent, brave, able to be smart, of course. Um, grew up with this affirmation that he was meant to be the, the king of all kings, the greatest of the gods. And so with Jupiter, so much of it is about belief because as Jupiter came to believe so he lived that karma, that path, that much more. In fact, we see a lot of stories in ancient Greece about your karma and your destiny and how no matter what you do, you're never going to be able to run from it. So Jupiter asks us to harness an authentic type of uh, positivity, to really believe in ourselves and to approach 
whatever it is that we may take on now with a spirit of adventure. And that brings with it boldness and bravery, but innocence as well. That spirit of adventure is knowing that there's always something more to learn, to see, to experience. It's part of the enthusiasm of living your life, not just moving through your life. Although there are times when just moving through it is more than enough. It's where it is that we might be. It helps us to appreciate those moments of being engaged with life that much more becomes that much more meaningful to us. And so we get Jupiter here, an energy inviting us to be proactive, to maximize the potential, to give the universe lots of pathways in order for those fortunate messages and ideas and brainstorms and possibilities and synchronistic conversations. All of that is what Mercury suggests. Well, we give the universe lots of pathways for them to find their way to us. So how do we do that? Well, with Mercury, it's all about communication and sharing. And so whether you're doing it online, through social media, or spontaneously as you're doing your errands, moving about your day, uh, engaging other people as you are moving through your life, these all become ways in which you welcome those pathways. Even sharing on social media, sharing more of ourselves, our thoughts, for you perhaps considering what it is that you want to have conversations about and getting those conversations started. Uh, this can be beautiful energy to tap into. And those pathways that open up very often can lead to something better than what we often imagine for ourselves. It is ultimately about putting out positive energy and positive energy is open energy. It's not guarded. It is not necessarily energy that is fearful. In fact, we can say that positive energy is the opposite of that. It's being open to whatever may come and knowing that whatever may come, you will be okay. You will be able to handle it. And with Jupiter meeting Mercury, not to mention last week, Pluto moving into Aquarius, well, that brings with it new things coming in uh, that feel really big, that may feel really heavy in a brand new area of life. And as these new things come in, it is Mercury conjunct Jupiter that is here as a reminder that whatever it is, we, through our own thoughts and perceptions, but also about talking about it, talking about it is so valuable. Through talking about it, we're able to transform the energy itself. But it is through allowing ourselves to continuously reach for and believe in and have faith in what could be good that we work with the universe to help us to experience more of it. But again, to the best of our ability, I do think we need to be careful with that because we don't want to, and I've seen this, where people become responsible for the hardships that they experience. And I actually think that sometimes there's a higher spiritual reason that we can't always see, especially not in the moment. We can't always know how things are actually working out for the best, but moving through challenges and painful experiences is not because you're not thinking right about a thing. It is so that you can grow stronger and better and more wise and more loving, which is an important part of the human experience to reach towards the embodiment of greater love and greater wisdom. 
more and more, a journey that we're all on. And so we get this conjunction of Mercury and Jupiter. Have at it. Have fun. Share who you are. Share spontaneously and see where that adventure of connecting with others in and of itself takes you navigating forward from here. It's Aries energy as well. And so at least as a collective, there might be some really bold bravado ideas that are being shared at this time. Um, there might be a real sense of uh, boasting that is uh, very much not necessarily backed up. Uh, the energy is ultimately very naive of Aries as well. It's, it's an energy of beginning, right? So it's not necessarily an energy where it has a track record, it's proven, but rather it's kind of like the most outlandish thing we can say off the cuff from the gut without necessarily thinking about it. That's what's going to get the most attention, whether it's important cultural figures doing that now or we find ourselves doing it at a time like this. That could be a strong tendency now. Of course, we want to be careful with that. It's always better to choose more consciously what it is that you want to share. Now on Thursday, we have two important celestial events taking place. One is going to be Mars trine Saturn. I have to say, I love this energy. We're now on the other side of the larger Mars retrograde season. That is officially over. Over the course of Mars retrograde season, we had Mars meeting Saturn in supreme harmony two times. Now, normally when you have a retrograde planet and it's dancing in aspect, in conversation with another planet, normally you're going to get three exact connections. Uh, that shifts a little bit if we're talking about big outer planets, especially when they are speaking to each other. We might get up to five or even six of the exact aspects. However, in this case, Mars not being an outer planet and Saturn, well, I like to consider its energies as part of an outer planet, but it could be conceptualized more as that uh, transitional planet, also called the social planets, Jupiter and Saturn, on the way towards the outer planets, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. And so Mars um, is a personal planet moves rather quickly, takes about two years to go all the way around the zodiac. Uh, part of that time, of course, there'll be the retrograde season as well, at least once over the course of that period of time. And so we can see here that over the course of a lifetime, you get lots of visits, lots of transits of Mars to your chart, not as much as the moon, because the moon only takes 28 and a half days to go all the way around the zodiac. So we become very accustomed to lunar aspects. Mars aspects, yeah, we grow into them more and more. The more experience we have with any given celestial conversation, whether it's for the collective or in our own individual charts, it is these celestial energies that as we become more and more accustomed to them, we are able to breeze through them that much more easily. That's the great thing about experience. Among many, many great things about experience that can only come from age and growing older and engaging life. And so we have this uh, trine now. It's the third and final trine between Mars and Saturn. So the previous dates, both Mars and Saturn in air signs, September 28th and then November 28th. That is when we had these planets perfecting their connection. Well, now as planets have moved forward, as Mars came out of retrograde, 
moved over the shadow, finished its shadow period, entered a brand new sign. They're going to connect again for a third and final time. But now both these planets are in water signs, very different energy than what we had before. With air signs before, it was a lot about what is being shared and communicated and thought about and talked about. With water, it's about what are we feeling? What feels right to us? What do we intuitively know? But also what are we creating from that space of what it is that we feel? Now, here's an interesting distinction to consider. Um, the sign of Cancer, where Mars is newly in, is a sign that has to do with the past. If Cancer represents the past, its opposite sign, Capricorn, represents the present. It represents the culmination of everything that came and moved through the past and brought us to this day. And from there, the energy of Aquarius represents the future. And it is the energy of Pisces that represents um, the sense of disimbursement, disillusionment. And I don't necessarily mean that in a way of being disappointed or not seeing things accurately, but this dissolving quality happens in the sign of Pisces where it's no longer about you or your journey or where you're going or what's happening. It's about just being in a spiritual and eternal space. So it's not even about living in the present moment. It's about knowing yourself as infinite, knowing that there is something within you that is immortal, and knowing that that very thing within you that you can describe as immortal is in each and every one of us. And that ultimately forms the foundation of the compassion that the energy of Pisces represents. And so I find it really interesting that we have this energy of Mars um, and of Saturn, different signs now, before it was Mars and Gemini trining Saturn and Aquarius. Now that's all about the future that we're creating and talking it through and working through the details and relating to people very different than ourselves and, and also having a certain curiosity about life and engagement with others. The energy of Mars in Cancer is about our roots. It roots us in the past, but it also motivates us to know our past or to renew our connections to it. Um, and it is Saturn and Pisces. That's about the work that compassion sometimes requires. And a lot of the time, that is inner work. I had a quote from Carl Jung. Therefore, the individual who wishes to have an answer to the problem of evil as it is posed today has need, first and foremost, of self-knowledge. That is the utmost possible knowledge of his own wholeness. I thought that this was so perfect for Mars in Cancer trining Saturn in Pisces. Are we willing to engage that journey of self-knowledge, understanding that that's where it begins if we are going to identify those things we want to see less of in the world? It truly does begin within. It truly does begin with ourselves. The same day, interestingly, as a contrast, we are going to have Venus meeting Uranus in the sky, the most shocking day in love of the year 
but it's Venus. It's also about beauty and self-love and worthiness. It's about money as well. In the sign of Taurus, these very things become that much more amplified, that much more focused on. I found this uh, so fascinating to be happening almost simultaneously with Mars trine Saturn. It's almost like there's this inner stability of wise action arising from a deep place and maybe what we feel we owe our ancestors. But at the same time, we are determined to move into our future. Uranus is the planet of the future. And in Taurus, it's about making it real, making it so. Not being willing to wait for a future that is more equal, more respectful, uh, more connected, more integrated as well. Venus, of course, is also art. And I do think Venus meeting Uranus can bring with it really interesting or previously unknown artistic expressions that are unabashed and hard to deny, maybe even rebellious as well, that also speak to moving towards greater equality and human rights. Now, I actually had an incredible experience around this when I first got here to Rio de Janeiro. I came to sort of catch the end of Carnival, very famous event that happens here in February in Brazil. And so I did so by going to what's called the Parade of Champions. It is this uh, sort of culmination of the events of the past month, basically. And it's the very best floats. Uh, it's all the people who won awards for their samba dancing and the floats and the creativity and how it was that they presented what it was that they did. And what was incredible to me, like there was so much that was incredible. Like I literally started crying when I saw it because it was so cathartic to see so much life, so much vitality, so much living, such an embrace of life. Um, it moved me so deeply. Having said that though, what really struck me about so many of these floats, as much as yes, there was a celebration of dance and movement, which was great, there were such strong symbols that were related to the indigenous culture of Brazil, including uh, celestial and astrological phenomenon, like an eclipse. And what I especially saw that was so interesting was how um, we see through this art form people talking about not just oppression, um, but overcoming oppression, celebrating life despite having a past that you had to move through, through struggle and sacrifice, but also through the loss of ancestors as well. Now, this is very rooted in the traditions that we find here in Brazil. Uh, Brazil is actually the place where most uh, African slaves were brought more than any other country in the world during the slave trade. And when they came here, of course, they brought uh, their African spiritualities and they found a way to merge and acclimate it somewhat with the indigenous traditions of this land of Brazil. And it's so fascinating how they created something unique uh, and their own, a spiritual expression that actually has become a casual part of society and the world here. I have had many people just 
very off the cuff, casually talked to me about Ocean, who is the goddess of the sea, and talk about some of her stories, how important she is, uh, her symbolism, how important she is to the Brazilian people. That has been very impressed upon me. And what I saw when I was at the Parade of Champions was all of this displayed, all of it made very evident here in front of me in a way that was so powerful. And you could tell really healing as well. The engagement with life and celebration and turning one's pain into a force of revolution that heals other people, that moves other people towards the revolution to be able to be equal and live as themselves. That's what I saw in so many ways at the Parade of Champions. And that's what I think we're going to see some of with Venus conjunct Uranus, especially for the collective. Art can absolutely be revolutionary, but a part of the revolution is to be able to acknowledge and have acknowledged the things that maybe were not fair, were not right, as part of our human dignity, and in simply acknowledging it, in simply expressing it, in this case through art and dance and vibrancy, we're able to heal and move forward and to be more present for all it is that we could be today. Honoring the best of the past, but also transforming it with an eye towards the future we are moving towards. What I love about this week for us, there's so much here. It's a powerful and meaningful astrological moment. For me personally, look, I love that Venus Uranus energy. I know it's the most shocking day in love of the year. Romantic surprises will not go as planned. Not the time for cosmetic procedures, tattoos. I mean, I just see a lot of people out there just realizing they're ready to throw out their wardrobe and buy a whole new thing. And within maybe a few hours or a couple of days, realizing they made a big mistake. I have actually done that. <laughs> not my whole wardrobe, but things I really liked. It's happened. Uh, and not thrown away, donated or given away. And then, you know, I didn't want to go back and say, hey, can I have that shirt back? No, it doesn't work that way for me anyways. Um, yeah, that's not a good strategy to take with Venus conjunct Uranus. That's not the thing to do. The great thing to do is to stay open to an understanding that all of us are ultimately learning to align with the things within us that we can celebrate, that you could describe as beautiful or loving or wise. It's those things when amplified and also when shared in sometimes surprising ways, it can serve as a unifying force of healing, which is ultimately the highest form of revolution and the spirit of revolution that there is. Well, thank you so much for watching. What do you love about this week? Let me know in the comments below. I love reading you guys, and to prove it to you, here are some of my most recent favorite comments. Thank you to everybody who likes, who comments, who subscribes, who shares, who thumbs up. All of it means so much. I'm so grateful for it. And of course, if you wanna know how all this wonderful stuff this week speaks to you in your sign, log on to nadiashawsuperstars.com where you get expanded exclusive video scopes each and every week for each and every sign for as low as just $3 a month with choose your membership rate. Higher tiers get you things like all access passes to Synchronicity University events, consultations with me, and so much more. All of this in the superstar space 
at NadiaShawSuperstars.com. Links are in the description below. And the Saturn and Pisces special horoscopes are now up in the superstar space and available for download at NadiaShaw.com. I spoke about Saturn and Pisces for the collective uh, just a few weeks back here on my YouTube channel in a recent weekly video uh, that we had in the early part of March and in the year ahead video as well. So I'll link to some stuff below. But yes, if you want to know what that energy means for you in your sign, log on now, download or sign up and enjoy. Synchronicity University has some incredible programs that are going to be taking place this May. And right now, our Choose Your Tuition rate for a very limited time, as low as just $5 a class, an unheard of rate for this caliber of astrological education. I love part of the mission of Synchronicity University is to make quality astrology available to the masses, and there's massive quality available here. Synchronicity University is thrilled and proud to announce the return of Ursula Stockter. Uh, she is one of our most popular teachers. I love her. She is a Jungian analyst. This is going to be the third time, I believe, that she is back at Synchronicity University. This time she's doing another five-week course that a lot of people asked for. It is Jung and Astrology. So she's going to be helping you to understand important astrological symbols from a Jungian perspective with that depth, with that nuance, with that connection to mythology and how we live those mythologies. Such a valuable class to take. And of course, Ursula is so wise, so incredible, so beautiful, so generous, so giving. I'm really excited that she's going to be joining us once again. She's a brilliant teacher. And I know how many of you absolutely loved her. So yes, you can join us. You can sign up now for a very limited time. Choose your tuition rate is on. This was just $5 a class to learn from the one and only, the brilliant Ursula Stockter. Jung and astrology, super popular topic. Links are in the description below. Synchronicity University presents me, Nadia Shah. Yes, I'm coming back to Synchronicity University. Haven't taught a class in about a year, it's been. And I'm so excited to be back. Uh, earlier uh, Saturday, this past week, I uh, spoke at Synchronicity University as part of the speaker series. So that was like really my first time back and there was just so much love and encouragement and cohesion online and I loved it so much. So I'm really looking forward to sharing a five-week class with you. Now this is back to our roots. This is foundational. Um, it is going to be based on my first book, Astrology Realized, although you don't need to have that book to sign up, of course. Um, and it is about the foundations to chart reading. It's about learning to read a birth chart. Whether you are a professional astrologer, whether you are an experienced astrologer, or a newbie, or someone who just finally wants to know how to read your own birth chart, to know what you're looking at when you look at that astrological wheel, well, we get a chance to do just that with my five-week course. And right now, for a super limited time, you can choose your tuition rate, as low as just $5 a class, to learn from me once again, after a year of being away from Synchronicity University, I'm so excited to be back. You can learn more and sign up now. Links are in the description below. Remember, Choose Your Tuition Rate is on now for a very limited time for these classes. We are going to have an amazing speaker series once again. Our big dog for this speaker series is going to be Melissa Sonova, very popular speaker. She's got seven planets in Sag. 
me with my two planets in Sag, well, when we talk, we get salty. I will say that, and we have a lot of fun. And so, yes, she has this amazing teaching style that I absolutely love and students really respond to and love as well. And so she's going to be coming back to Synchronicity University for a single class this time as part of the speaker series. Uh, we've got Franco Soulbody coming back as well. I know a lot of students really enjoyed him. He's been a friend of mine for like almost 20 years now. I can believe it. But he is so kind. He is so loving. And so it's really nice to have him back. Uh, we are going to have Helene Cicero joining us as well. And she is somebody that you've seen on my channel before. Uh, I love her. I love her presence. She's taught at Synchronicity University before as well. Natalie Levine, I love the way she does astrology and how she embodies it. You've seen her on my channel a lot. I know so many times I love sharing her. So I'm so happy she's finally coming to Synchronicity University to teach a class. And Dustin Cormier, I know you've seen him on my channel as well. Uh, he's going to be joining us at Synchronicity University for the first time as well. So you can check out their topics and what's going to be happening and what they're going to be teaching and all of that right now at SynchronicityUniversity.com. Remember, you've got just, well, a month or so left to choose your tuition rate. There's always just $5 a class, an unheard of rate to learn from this caliber of astrologer. Links are in the description below. And we have some amazing classes underway right now this March here at Synchronicity University. And you can now download individual classes. And that includes the one and only Stephen Forrest. He has been kind enough to provide us with one of his previous talks called Grace and Debility. And I did a watch party. So you're going to get me doing the watch party, his talk on video, and his talk on audio as well. So it's going to be really exciting. And of course, the other incredible speakers we've had including my own class on Neptune in Aries, a first look at Neptune in Aries. That is also available for download as an individual class at synchronicityuniversity.com. Join us, sign up, download some of Armand's amazing class, download some of Michael Barwick's amazing class. These are brilliant teachers available to us. I'm so grateful to them and to you as well. And thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your sacred journey with me. I'm truly so grateful for it. It'll be a great week. Enjoy. Welcome to the exciting rebirth of Superstar featuring Choose Your Membership Rate as low as just $3 a month. At Superstar, you get expanded exclusive video scopes each and every week, unlimited access to special horoscopes, class passes for Synchronicity University, consultations with me, and so much more. All of this in the Superstar space. I look forward to meeting you there.